Okay, can you stand for a minute? I'm going to stand the whole time, so you'll be all right for a minute or two. I want us to pray together this morning. I don't know about you, but I don't need another meeting. I need to meet with Jesus. And I believe that he's going to do today what only he can do. Amen? So if you're happy, if you're visiting, just come on a journey with us. You've got nothing to lose. Put your hand on your heart and pray with me. Jesus, today, I want to be challenged. I want to be changed. I want to be more like you. You're able. I'm willing. So let's do it. Amen? Amen. Thank you. I've asked the drummer to stay with me. Some people have a keyboard player. I have a drummer. Um, So we honour the drummer. We honour the drummer. There'll be points where people will clap, and when they clap, I'd love you to drum. Okay. And we'll see what else he does. Okay. So we love the drummer. So there you go. When they clap, you drum. Okay. So doubt or dare. (laughs) There we go. He's got this. We're amongst friends. That's what I love to see. My title's Doubt or Dare. Who likes to dare? I love to be dared to do things like, I dare you, and I'm like, I'm in, whatever it is, I'll have a go. Um, But, you know, I believe right now, as people of God, doubt is the thing that, I love that testimony. The man thought that God couldn't use him. So he had doubts, and we can all disqualify ourselves. We can all do that. We can think, oh, God would rather use them than me. I'm too old. I'm too young. You know, I've told God many a time I'm too old, and he said, I'm not ageist. Read your Bible. God doesn't care how old you are. He cares how willing we are. And, you know, are you willing to see this nation changed? Are we willing to have a go at something that we're not maybe feel qualified for? You know, he qualifies the unqualified. And whenever you step out... God steps in. But he waits for us to step out. And I think so often we're waiting for him to step in. But it doesn't work like that. Faith is for things not yet seen. And I want to remind us, faith is the only thing that pleases God. And, you know, where is your faith today, 1 to 10? Someone shout at me. Where are you? 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. 5? Okay, what do you need to do to get it to a 6? There you go. It's not hard. You see, he went, oh, what is she asking me? It's like, (laughs) do something you haven't done before. I dare you. I dare you to step out to get it to a six. Because it's the only thing that pleases Jesus. It's our faith. It's not, you know, when you've got faith, you'll have works. But sometimes it's easier to have works than faith. Because we do what's familiar. And faith is stepping into the unknown. It's like, I haven't been here before. And I've never been to this part of Australia. But you know what? Jesus has. And he's always going to go before us. Always. And so if you... Okay. This is not my platform. Okay. I like to think. I've prepared. I've prayed. But this is his platform. Holy Spirit's going to move and he's going to do what he wants to do. Um, And so this wasn't... It's not in my... I don't do notes. I just wait and see what he wants to do. Um, but he wants people to have a rise of faith. And if you know that there's something in your... You don't need faith for a car if you drove here. Okay? But what do you need faith for? That Faith is for things not yet seen. But I believe there's an anointing of faith today. Who needs faith for something they haven't got yet? Okay. You know, stand up. God's going to give it to you. As we stand in front of him, there's a response in standing... And as you stand, 
He's going to give it. So if we can put our hands like this, and we're all going to pray together. I, I need faith. I need faith to keep going in the same direction. I need faith to step out and do things I haven't done before. So pray with me, Jesus, today. Thank you that you love me. And you want to give me more faith. And so today as I stand, I receive it by faith. But Jesus, I will step out into that area because I know you've gone before me. I receive it. I'm going to use it. And I thank you for it. And all God's people said. Okay, if you stood, clap yourself. If you're seated, clap. Amen. Good man. Good man. If church is boring, it's because we are. Jesus is not boring. Amen. He's not boring. We are the people who don't live boring lives because we never know what he's going to do next. And he loves to give us good gifts. He loves to give us good gifts. But doubt can actually stop us moving forward. In Matthew 14 and verse 30, it says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. I love Jesus because it wasn't, oh, yeah, in a minute. Or what did you get? Why are you out there? None of those questions. We would ask those questions. Well, what did you expect? Jesus, listen to it. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Immediately. I just want you to know today, even if we're waiting, it's an immediately. There'll come a moment where he will just step in. He said, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And when, as soon as he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. You see, there had to be an action to get a reaction. I'm going to say that again. Some of you need to know that there has to be an action to get a reaction. And so what's our action going to be this week? What's our action going to be? Are going to love our neighbor as we love ourselves? It's funny, isn't it? Because I'm a tra- we, came, we lived in England and I'm a trained drugs counsellor and we lived in a village, you know, nice little market town. And, and I'm a trained drugs counsellor, work with the police and who moves... And I've always loved my neighbours. I've always felt like I'm going to have to stand before God for them so I have to love them. It's real. We, we'll have to answer to God one day for where we, where we live and what we do. Um, and who moves in next door? A drug dealer. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, it's not funny. And so on a Saturday night, I'm outside my house taking number plates of cars. And my husband's like, you are going to get shot. I'm like, this is our street. And Jesus said, you need to love them. I'm like, I love them, but this is still our street. He said, make them dinner. Now, in England, we have roast dinners on a Sunday. I thought, oh, I'll make roast dinner. Um, And Holy Spirit's like, really, on a Sunday, do you really think they're going to be up for dinner? I'm like, mm, no, probably not. If you're going to do anything for Jesus, it may not always be convenient. So we used to do them a roast dinner on a Monday. Um, and we loved them to life, you know, all the time. They would knock on the door, their washing machine broke, we did their washing. And then when it was raided, we went to see them in prison. Because that's what we do, isn't it? It's like, it's unconditional. It's not waiting for somebody to be like us. Because love is unconditional. And I dare you to love the unlovely. So often we love people if they think like us, look like us, act like us. But Jesus, why were we yet sinners died for us? When we didn't, we didn't please him, when we ignored him, he still loved us. And that's the sort of love. If it's not unconditional, it's manipulation. 
<laughs> How many times do we, do we manipulate? I'm like, no, love is unconditional. And he loves us unconditionally. And that means we can love others unconditionally. And, you know, that whole thing of, oh, you have little faith. So you can have all sorts of faith. You can have little faith. You can have mustard seed faith. You can have extravagant faith. When I read that, I, my husband and I were divorced from each other, went round Europe in a camper van, and got saved radically on a Greek island of Crete, as you do. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Um, he could have spoken to me where we were, but nonetheless, I, didn't, I wouldn't have heard him. Um, and he took us there. And I used to smoke 60 cigarettes a day. I was a chimney, okay? Um, I really, and I liked it. Um, and I read this verse, O ye of little faith. And the one thing I got, I was a very new Christian, but the one thing I understood was faith pleases God. And I thought, oh, little faith. Oh, I don't want to have little faith. I want to have big faith. And so I said, okay, Lord, please take away the want to smoke. Um, and he did. And I've never had another one since. Because if you've got a little bit of faith... He can do a lot with a little. But it grows your faith to big. How many of us know that when you've seen him do something once, you think, oh, he can do that. So if you're here today and you're struggling with something, go back to your last big faith move. Whether that was getting out of bed this morning, that's fine. But whatever it is, go back to your last blessing. So often when we're struggling with things, we go back to our last negative. We go back to our last doubt. I doubt if God will turn out. I doubt if he can do that for me. I doubt if God will open doors. But actually, when we're in that place, we go back to, yeah, but he opened this door. He opened this door. You know, we really struggled to stay in this nation when we arrived, and everyone, we were too old. Okay. It's okay. But God had said, come, so I'm like, you have to make it work. So we applied. You know, we gave them everything, blood, urine, all the whole thing, many times. And I'm like, Jesus, are you going to do this? And he's like, I've done something before. I can do it again. And we had to keep reapplying. And I want to, some, some of you in here need to keep going. You need to keep going. You need to keep going. Don't let a no from somebody that you don't believe is from God be. Because you can doubt them. You think, oh, maybe I... You know, we came here as... We move everywhere as a whole family. So my husband, my daughter, my son-in-law, and four grandchildren... We pastored a church in the UK for 20 years. Then we went to South Africa for two years. And then we came here. Um, and so when we didn't get our visas, they got theirs because they were young, obviously. And so my granddaughter's like, where are we going next? Russia? <laughs> I'm like, no, God has called us here. But you see, you can start making your own plans. How many of us do that? If it doesn't seem to work out, it's all right, God, I've got this. I'll do my own little thing. And he'll let us. He's, he's, very, he's, like, he's not a controller. He lets us. But you know what? We kept going and we kept going because we had seen him do it before. Go back to the last place of victory and dare to believe again. And remind yourself, you believe once. What are you believing for today that looks impossible? We serve the God of the impossible. And he hasn't finished with us yet, which is amazing. He hasn't finished with us. He wants us to go from strength to strength from faith to faith. And even if it's a mustard seed, I shared with some of the women yesterday, um, 
I grew up in a crazy situation in England. My dad was a, an alcoholic and he ran a pub, so it was great. He was drunk all the time. A bottle of scotch for breakfast wasn't a problem. Um, and so he was an alcoholic. My mum was a manic depressive schizophrenic. I became a carer when I was about 11. And um, we moved a lot. And I, I was like quite a new Christian. But I believed the Bible. I want to challenge us. Dare to believe what you read. Let's dare to believe what we sing. We sang some amazing statements today. Imagine if we really did that. If we really believed that we were free. Imagine. I don't sing what I don't believe. I think it's rude to God. It's like, did you sing that last week, Margaret? No. Because I'm not quite there yet. Because he listens. He cares about us. And my mum was 73 and in a mental institution. And they said she'd never live in the community again. And, you know, if somebody tells you something often enough, you start to believe it. How many of us have done that? You can't do this. You're not able to do that. That'll never happen. And they said my mum used to go missing. She used to run down major high roads. How she stayed alive is only Jesus. Um, and so I was, my husband and I were, use, uh, were work, youth pastors, took our youth to a big meeting. And the guy there was ministering in handkerchiefs and aprons like Paul. You know, if you've read your Bible, Paul had ministry. He prayed over hankies and aprons. Not frilly aprons, guys. They were leather. They were men's aprons. Um, and he prayed over them, and they took them and laid them on the sick, and they recovered. How many of us love the supernatural? Yeah, yeah I love you guys. Um, you know, let's be that responsive, because I don't know about you, but we are supernatural people, yeah. Am I in the right place? Okay, good. Because you got saved supernaturally, yes? Can't save ourselves? Yes? Got baptized supernaturally? Went in the water? You died? You were raised in Christ? Yes? Supernaturally. Otherwise, you just got wet people. <laughs> Supernatural divine exchange. Baptized in Holy Spirit? Supernaturally. There's no full stop. But somehow we start living ordinary lives. Like, oh, I'm just me. No, 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 no. No, we are not ordinary people. Extraordinary, but not ordinary. Amen? Amen. And so my mum, I love the supernatural, so I'm saying to all the kids, you know, someone go forward. Um, and a couple of them did. And then someone said to me, it's for your mum. Everybody knew my mum because she was always around somewhere. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Um, and then I said, Fred, said, I think it might be. I said, well, I haven't got hanky. And this handkerchief appeared over my shoulder. I went, thanks. <laughs> and I went forward with half a mustard seed of faith. Because I had heard so often my mum was going to be like this forever. It's just how it is. She'll always be like this. And when she was always admitted to hospital, people would say, she's in the best place. And I used to think, no, she's not. My Bible says that she could be dressed in, in her right mind. That would be the best place. And so I'm like, okay. And I said to the guy, look, I've got half a mustard. But what I have got is obedience. How is your obedience today? How's your obedience? Are we going to say yes to Jesus? Now, you know, it can sound lovely, can't it? I'll say yes. But I had to explain to my sister who wasn't yet born again, we're going to a mental hospital. I'm going to put a hanky on my mum's head. <laughs> Would you like bed? Because maybe there's something wrong with you now. Um, Long story short, my mum, the ward was a mess, took her in the car. She couldn't tell you what day it was, didn't know her name, didn't really know very much that day. She wasn't quite there. Um, and I'm like, okay, but we're going to do this because I'm obedient. 
So got, whip this hanky out, put it on her head, pray the fastest prayer in history. And, you know, if you step out, Jesus will step in. For a minute, my mum was lucid, and she said, I feel peace. And then she was gone. And she got 100 times worse. And she was resectioned. My sister was furious, like, what have you done? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing to do with me, I don't know. Um, long story short, I brought her home. God gave me two words of knowledge, uh, which totally set my mum free. Um, but one of them was unforgiveness. And my mum had had shock treatment, water therapy, sleep treatment, all the stuff in the 60s, and she needed to forgive. And she did. And she prayed the most... Char and I, as I'm talking to her, she was still crazy, and I'm like, Jesus, she's mad. Just what you do. She's mad. And he's like, you are not talking to her brain. You're talking to her soul. And she prayed the most childlike prayer and got radically saved. And so she said, Fred came home and said, you all right, Mum? She said, yes, thank you. I've got the Lord with me now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you have. <laughs> okay. Um, and then she said, so when the fear comes, not if, it says when we walk through a valley, not if, when the fear comes, I'll tell it to go away in Jesus' name. And I'm like, yeah. Again, when my jaw was in the right place, yes, mum, let's do that. Took her back to hospital because she was only out for the weekend. Her psychiatrist, I phoned her psychiatrist and said, my mum has been radically born again and she is dressed and in her right mind. And she said, Margaret, she's too old. She's too far down the drug route. I said, well, my Bible says. Let's not give people our opinion. Let's give them what the word of God says. Our opinion doesn't count. The word of God changes everything. Um, and she saw her and sent her home. My mom came off all her legal drugs. I said, give me one year to get to like her. <laughs> I loved her because I was a Christian. I didn't like her. I didn't have any good childhood memories. And she graduated to heaven at 92. And we built amazing memories. God can restore what the locust has eaten. Amen. He can do it. He can do it. Amen. I love this drummer. You can travel with me. I love it. <laughs> They'll wrestle you to the floor, Dave, before you get to the door. Um, but there's a couple of things in that that I want to ask you today. Um, I think that whole sense of forgiveness is very real. Um, how many of us think we've forgiven someone till we see them? And then you want to headbutt them. I have a misspent youth and a very good headbutt. Um, and you think you've forgiven them, don't you, till you see them. And then you see them and you think, how could you do that? But that's not how Jesus treats us. When we ask him for forgiveness, he remembers our sin no more. Far as it throws it as far as the east is to the west. It's not because he's got Alzheimer's. He chooses to forget. And we need to do the same. We need to choose. Choosing is empowering. But some of you in this room need to forgive yourself. And that's sometimes harder. Sometimes we'll say we forgive someone else and struggle to forgive ourselves. So if you know that you know that forgiveness for you is something that is a challenge, and I get it, I, it is a challenge. But you know what happens is if, you, if you've got some unforgiveness, other unforgiveness sits on top of it. You start thinking, mm, yeah, what about that? And what about that? And it becomes kind of our norm. But if you've got it on your lap and you stand up, what happens? It falls off. And I believe there's freedom in this house today. 
I believe that. I believe that it's things are going to fall off people. And unforgiveness is something that we can struggle with, all of us. And it creeps in. It doesn't come with a big flag. It kind of creeps in. You know, you think you've dealt with something. And then you think, I haven't. And then you feel like, oh, I doubt if I'll ever be able to do that then. Because I thought I had. And then doubt takes over. Well, I dare you to believe today. I dare you to believe that you stand up, that you'll forgive yourself or you'll forgive others and you'll move from one place to another today and never go back in the name of Jesus. Who's ready for that? If you know you're struggling in that area, up on those lovely feet, Jesus is going to do it today. Forgiving yourself or forgiving someone else. Can I just say very, very clearly, forgiving does not make what someone did right. Because I think that's the reason we don't forgive. We think it's like saying, well, it's okay you did that to me. No, it is not. It's not okay. It's really not okay. Unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and hoping they'll die. (laughs) Because we die. Our faith dies. Doubt creeps in. Anybody else want to join me? Say, today's my day. Well done. This is a God moment. Don't wait. I love you. Good job. Well done. Well done. What's your name, lovely? Yeah, Peach Top. Yeah, yeah. Nerida. Nerida, God sees you, even when you think he doesn't. There's times when you think he's busy with other people, but he knows every hair on your head. And he's so intimately involved in your life. Intimacy is not sex. It's into me see. And into you he sees. And he sees and loves you with a passion that kept him on the cross. And he's going to open doors for you. This is a new day for you. And he's going to open doors. And he's going to make a way even for you where there looks to be no way. And he wants you to dream again. He does. He really does. want you. I'm here to kind of dare you to dream. Dare you to dream. Big dreams. Because you serve a big God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you're thinking, why did she get a word and not me? Well, the Bible says if one rejoices, we all rejoice. Amen. And the day's not over yet, so you could still get one. Okay, hand on your heart, people, and pray with me. Jesus, thank you that you love me. Today, I'm choosing to forgive others and myself. I'm going to walk in the freedom that you paid for. No more doubt. No more fears. No more unforgiveness. I receive it all by faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're seated, can you clap these brave people? Good job. Good job. Now, I don't want to see anybody doing this because it all fell off. Chains were falling in that moment. I don't want to see anybody doing I'll just take a bit of that unforgiveness with me. I've always had it. And it's an excuse for my bad behavior. No. It, today, what did Jesus say on the cross? It is, what is it? Yes. So no digging up the dirt. Amen? No spades as you leave. Because God wants us to be free. Why does he want us to be free? So we can help others. I want to remind you, our stories, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, people get saved. And I want to challenge us. I, did, I challenge the women as well. When people say, do you have a good weekend? Let's not do that. Mm, yeah. Let's say, no, I was changed. 
Let's say, no, I've been struggling with something. I hadn't even told anybody. But you know what? It's gone. Because people are looking for reality. They're not looking for a church meeting. They're looking for a Jesus who changes us from the inside out. And something that works. And the gospel is good news, guys. It's good news. We have some good news to share. Once I was blind and now I can see. Once I was afraid and now I'm not. There was a crisis of mental health. Well, the Bible says that we can have the mind of Christ. Hello. That's a fairly good swap. Isn't it? I was like, oh, I can have the mind of Christ. That still blows my mind, by the way. I'm like, oh. But that's the deal. We are the answer to the world. You don't need a microphone or a platform to love people. You need to choose to love them. You just need to choose to have a go. And if we all did it, there's enough people in this room to save this nation. Isn't that amazing? There's enough people in this... 12 guys changed the world. Hello. I don't know what we're waiting for. Hello. If you're born again, baptised in water, baptised in Holy Spirit, that's it. That's it. I don't know what we're waiting for. Well, aren't we funny? It's like, well, there must be something else. No, that's it. Jesus paid a huge price for us. He's paid it. It's not, we haven't got to earn it. He's paid it. And I think he looks in heaven at his nail-pierced hands and he goes, Dad, when are they going to get it? He's like, I don't know, son. But we'll keep having a try. I really believe that. I think he looks at his nail-pierced hands and he says, you are so worth it. You are so worth it. Now tell the world. Tell the world what I've done for you. Don't get weird or I will come back. Don't get weird. Don't go, oh, Jesus said. You know, when he go, went, was on the earth, he didn't go around saying, good afternoon, I'm the son of God, here on a mission to do you good. He didn't do that. Let's be Christians who do so much good. If you have to tell someone you're a Christian, there's something wrong with our Christianity. We shouldn't have to tell people we're Christians. Jesus didn't tell people he was the son of God. They knew. How do they know? It says he did so much good, there aren't enough books to contain it. And doing good, we have to plan to do good. What have you planned for this week? To do good to someone that's not you. (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? You know, we talk about random acts of kindness. There's no such thing. You have to plan to be kind. You have to plan. You know, do you always have something in your pocket to be able to buy someone a coffee without them knowing? You know, we've got four grandchildren, three great-grandchildren, and our our older grandchildren, when we lived in Africa, and we do it still sometimes now when they're available, but we go to a restaurant for breakfast, and they can choose whose meal we're going to buy. So I wanted to teach them generosity without thanks. So, But one of my grandchildren's like, well, how will they know? I mean, they won't know. I want to see their faces, and there's nothing to do with you. This is about Jesus and them. Oh, but she wanted to wait and see. She's like, pay for them now. And I can see their face. No, we will leave and they will get paid. Oh, but it taught her something very real that the fruit is not now. It's in heaven. And what are we storing up this week? I dare you to store something. I dare you this week that we will store up something in heaven that we won't get thanks for on earth. Imagine. Imagine what they could, and we can all do that, whether that's a coffee, whether that's a smile. I mean, just tell your face you're saved. If we can't smile about anything else, if you're here today and your name is written in the book of life, we can smile. 
And it changes everybody. If you smile in a shop, people, everything changes. And we can do that. We can give a smile away. I dare you. It's good for the facial muscles. <laughs> John 20 and 26 and 28. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. I love the disciples because they didn't get it. I love them. They were with him all the time personally, and they still didn't get it. And Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came in and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put, your, put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. You know, we can all have a Thomas moment, can't we? All of us. I won't believe it until I see. And Jesus understands that. He understands it. It's like he didn't go, Where's Thomas? Huh? Can you see now? He didn't. He was like, Thomas, look. Now believe. Stop. But interesting, listen to what he said. Stop doubting. Stop doubting. And we can all get in the habit of doubt. All of us. I doubt if he'll use me. I doubt if I could do that. What are your dreams in God? Because let's dream for the kingdom. You know, I know that I know that I know God's going to use me to raise the dead. Um, I'm in practice. <laughs> when we, I was in England a while back and someone was taken to hospital. I thought, this is the day. And when I got there, he was sitting up. He was all plastered, you know, wired up. And I'm like, I thought it was you. And he went, I'm so glad it's not. I'm like, well, it's got to be someone. Um, but I think we've got to stay ready. Are we ready to do his will? We sing, I'll do your will. And he's like, really? When? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to tell someone that actually there's a Jesus in heaven who loves them without being weird. That actually, you know, my passion is what aspect of Jesus do I leave with people? What aspect of Jesus do they know more if they have coffee with me? Holy Spirit challenged me after COVID. He's like, what aspect do you leave? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And again, you have to be deliberate. I dare you to, to actually be deliberate about what am I going to leave with someone? And I had coffee with somebody and, and I was just talking. She doesn't come to church. I was just talking about how kind Jesus had been. And, and I carried on. I said, he's so kind. You know, we should be able to talk about Jesus all the time without being funny or strange. And I just said, he's been so kind to us in this season. And she said, stop, stop. What do you mean he's kind? You see, the world doesn't know he loves us. The world doesn't know he's kind. The world doesn't know he's powerful because we don't tell them. They don't know. They want to see people who live it. And she said, what do you mean kind? And Holy Spirit's like, she has no idea that I'm kind. Now share with her how kind I am. And so, and afterwards, he challenged me, what aspect are you going to leave with people? And unless we talk about him in a real way, they won't know. And often we talk about church, and for a lot of people, the word church is a wall word. Yeah. So you say church, they turn off. I don't know about here, but definitely in England. Um, they turn off. They're like, nah. I've never, ever had anybody tell me not to talk about Jesus. Ever. And I've worked in prisons. I've worked on streets. I have to say that carefully. Um, <laughs> I worked with drug I did. I worked with the police on the streets doing drug education. I worked in nightclubs in England um, as doing drug education, um, listening to drum and bass and garage music till two in the morning. 
um, in my 50s. So it's, there's not a moment you can't use. And they're like, why are you here? And I'm like, because I care. I'm like, why do you care? Because Jesus cares about you, and if he cares, I care. And you're never going to change unless you know that. And they're like, we're going to nick a car and come to church. I'm like, we will pick you up. We will pick you up. We will pick. They came to church because they saw that Jesus cared enough to go to a nightclub to meet them where they were. And if you're young, don't do that. I was 50. You can go then and not before, okay? Just saying. Just saying. I know. You were thinking, hmm, I'm going to tell them I've got a ministry in the clubs. No. No, no, no. So much fun. But you see, Jesus wants us in that place. But you need courage. And we all need courage. But I love the Bible. It, says, it doesn't say pray for courage. It says take it. It says take courage. And so often we pray for something. He's like, no, just take it. He must laugh at us, mustn't he? He's like, they're asking for courage again when I've told them to take it. It's free. It's free. And so often if somebody gives something away free, we run for it. But the kingdom of God is giving us freely he gives. Freely. Who needs courage for the week ahead and the weeks ahead? You know that I need courage to do what I know God's called me to do. He's going to give you courage today. Stand up on those lovely feet. Courage is a gift from heaven that he, when we take it, it actually changes things. Courage empowers us to go where we haven't been before. Courage, he said, take courage. Um, and when we take it, I want you to go home and write down, I've got courage. Write it on the fridge, write it in your car, because we have to tell ourselves we've got it. Otherwise, when it comes to it, we're like, oh, have we got it? Was that just a Sunday thing? No, we're going to lift our arms like a funnel and we're going to receive courage. Are we ready? Like that. But we're going we're to pray together out loud. You see, it's the confession of your mouth. When you ask, I can ask for courage. But when you ask, he's like, yes, how much do you want? So we're going to go for it, okay? Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for courage. I receive it by faith today. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to act on it. I'm going to see you use me. I'm going to have the courage to go where I haven't been. In Jesus' name. Just wait a minute and receive it. Spirit of the living God right now. Right across this room. Courage. Courage like never before. Courage to go where we haven't been. Courage to do the impossible with you because you're the God of the impossible. Spirit of the living God, it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, wonderful Holy Spirit. We receive it. Let's say it together. We receive it. Amen. Let's give them a clap. Woo! Heaven is cheering. When we respond, heaven cheers. Heaven cheers. Uh, in the Passion Translation, it says, Jesus looks over heaven's balcony in love. He's looking over the balcony today and he's like, come on. Come on, my people. This is what I died for. This is what I rose again for. Come on, you've got this. He's our best cheerleader. Don't have to twist his arm. He loves us with a passion. God's got you. And I think so often we forget.
There's things that we can do in Christ. In James 1, verse 5 to 7. This is really important for me because there is a famine of wisdom in the nation. If any of you lacks wisdom, <laughs> well, then that would be all of us maybe, hey? <laughs> you should ask God who gives generously without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. He's, you know, he's like, we're not here to mess people. We're here. If you ask, he's not a man that he should lie. And there is a famine of wisdom. There really is. Wisdom how to go to the next step. Wisdom finances. Wisdom in bringing up children. Wisdom to say no. Some of you in this room need to grow your no and say no to things that are not a blessing. Just say no. And it's a word that we don't use enough. Like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Tell ourselves. You know, the Bible says clothe yourself. And we're growing a culture that we want people to dress us. Stop it. Dress yourself. You don't need somebody else to do this for you. Jesus has already done it. Clothe ourselves with strength. Let's make sure that when we go out, we're clothed in strength and dignity. Imagine. People will be like, oh, who's believing for their shadow to heal the sick? Come on. It's time. It's time. I really believe that. It's time. And your shadow's bigger than you are. Let that drop in. Your shadow is always bigger than you. I've got a photo. I forgot to give it. But there's a... I, I stood... With three of us, Fred, Jane, and I were at Bondi, and I said, Look at our shadow on the sand. It was huge. And I felt Holy Spirit say, Yes, that's the shadow that will heal. Let's make sure that we're ready. Who wants to be used by God? Let their shadow heal the sick. Come on, stand up. I believe it's here. Come on, it's time. It's time. It's time. Stand up. We're going to see it happen, and we're going to step out in it. And when we go out, just look for when the sun's out, okay? But that's the natural sun. But the, our sun, the sun, is always out. And we'll always have a shadow. But are we looking? I don't want to miss it. I and you're standing because you don't want to miss it. So lay hands on your heart. Pray with me. Jesus, today I receive a fresh dare from heaven. I dare to believe my shadow, not someone else's, my shadow is going to heal the sick. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to believe for it. And I'm thanking you for it by faith. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Let's look for it. Let's look for those moments. He's not up in heaven going, no, I'm not using you. He loves to give and use us. Give us gifts and use us. And can I remind us, we're the felt expression of Jesus on the earth. Jesus in heaven, yes. Our theology is okay. But we are his hands and feet on the earth. So when we actually touch someone, that's Christ to them. We are the felt expression. And so let's be that. Let's be the fur expression. Let's touch people's lives. Let's be those people that say yes to Jesus. Let's wake up each day and go, I'm ready. I'm ready. I wake up every day and say, I woke up. And he's like, I know. 
I'm like, come on, let's do this. The Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. Not yesterday. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Rejoice means to triumph. It's time to triumph. It's time to triumph as, a, as the people of God. It's time to be those people who go, I'm in. You know, he doesn't have another plan. It's not the pastor's job. Our job is to equip the saints for works of service. <laughs> That's our job, is to equip you to run your race well and to be your cheerleader and say, come on. And imagine next week you come back with people that have never been here. Imagine that we haven't got enough chairs. Imagine, because we've all done what Jesus asked us to do, which is actually be nice. <laughs> Just be nice, people. That's all people are looking for. Don't get weird. Just be nice. Be kind. Kindness unlocks people's lives. If you're kind to someone, it actually unlocks something. It really does. And kindness, we can give kindness because God is kind to us. Amen? Amen. And I believe today, I dare you to believe God. I dare you to trust God. I dare us to, to believe to go where we haven't been before. I dare you to say yes to Jesus when you're like, ah, no. <laughs> I've learned to say yes even when I, I'm like, ah. And I, I'll be honest with you, when Bron asked me to come here, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I could have said, I wanted to say no. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know them. I, they don't know me. They'll... And he's like, I know them. So what's your problem? Nothing will go now. So we can all have those moments of hesitation of like, oh, you know, I know Bron and Daz, I know them. And I'm like, oh, I love their church. And he's like, there's only one church, Margaret. What is your problem? I'm like, I'm going. I've already said I'm going. And he's like, good. Let's make sure we do that then. And I, I just want to ask you today some very important questions. Maybe you're here today and maybe you know about Jesus. And maybe in coming a while, and sometimes we come to a gathering like this, you think, I can't tell him. I don't really know him. You see, my mum knew all about the Queen of England. She knew her birthday. She knew her favourite tea, her favourite biscuits. She knew her children's birthday. She knew when the garden parties were on. If you listen to my, and at birthdays, what do you want for your birthday? A book on the Queen. And if you listen to my mum, you think they were best friends. But my mum had never met the Queen. And you can know all about Jesus, but never have met him personally. And he's here today with a personal invitation. A personal invitation. We don't serve a God who's out there somewhere. He's a personal Jesus. And he loves us with a passion. And maybe you did know him, but you know today you've moved. He doesn't move, but we can. You know today that you're far, further away than you want to be. Well, this is a moment. We're friends. We can do this. So if you know that you need to come to Jesus for the first time or you need to come back to him, just raise your hand and we're all going to pray the prayer together. Just raise your hand and say, yes, Margaret, that's me. I want to know Jesus or I want to come back to Jesus with a passion and a zeal. Good decision. Good decision. Let's all stand, church. We're going to pray this prayer. And we're going to pray it as a commitment. We're going to say yes to Jesus. And if you prayed it some time ago, you know, I got saved like 40 years ago. Every time I pray this, I remember that moment. I'm like, Jesus, you took this crazy couple who were on a Greek island and we prayed this not having a clue what it meant and radically changed our lives forever. And every time I pray, I'm like, do it again, Lord. I want to be that fresh, radical, crazy woman.
who loves Jesus with a passion. So are we ready to pray? Hand on your heart, people. That's where the issues flow from. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you you love me. Thank you you died for me. Thank you you rose again. Thank you you know me. And so today, Jesus, I give you my life. I recommit with determination to do your will is my desire. I'm yours. Your mind, be Lord of all. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Best prayer ever prayed. Best prayer. Best prayer. Welcome home. Welcome back. You are very welcome. Can I pray for you as a church? Is that okay? Jesus, thank you for every home and family in this room. I pray that your provision and your power and your peace and your love, crown it all with your love. May their homes know your love like never before, Lord. May we love you like you love us unconditionally. Lord, let there be fruit that remains from today. I pray that you would water the seeds of your word and that we would see your kingdom come and your will done. In Jesus' name we ask it and in Jesus' name we receive it. Amen. Love you guys.